BPM podcast. And if you can email us with the correct answer to what podcast I was just mimicking, uh, you will get a prize. And both of my co podcasters are looking at me quizzically, so they must not listen to it either. So I was so excited that you I will just be tried the a new intro. <laughs> Yeah, that was. It's very popular. It's very popular. That so felt somebody a will get it. Brand. It felt a little off brand. It's very off brand, but it's not our brand, so it should be. Anyway, I'm here with Matt and Zach, who you now know, and we're excited for this podcast. But apparently, Zach has a, a bomb. A I, bomb for us. I wouldn't call it a, a bomb. I don't know. We are going to do a new. Uh, I'm going to call it a segment because we're big time now. We're big time podcasters now. What are we at? Like 20 episodes? 30 episodes? Like four, like more than 30, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that's good. We have almost we have almost as many listeners all time as we have episodes. So that's great. All right. So we are going to do a new segment that I am calling Fun Facts About Ordinary Guys. Did you make a little music thing for it? I should have. Oh, come, come on. on. You guys think that's I'm what that you're good. here right for. After he says we're big time. Yeah. yeah. I don't even have a theme we, song. We have, well, we have intro music. What more do you want from me? I want segment music. <laughs> Seg- that's okay. <laughs> Next time, segment music coming up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what we are going to do, I'm going to ask a question to my fellow podcasters, and they're going to respond with an answer. You get at least one sentence, no more than three. We ain't trying to do this all night. All right. Question number one. What is something that nobody else cares about that you are into? Online privacy and security. Strange. Strange at best. <laughs> I was just reading about it before I came over here. So Okay. I feel like I can back that up. Noted. Well, I, I think on. you're correct. No one else is interested <laughs> in that, either in this group or anywhere else. Um, I have never read one of those. Agree to the terms and conditions. Yeah. You just click that box and you move on. Um, I, I'm like trivia at large. I love the random facts of life, which I guess plays in well to this game show that we're on. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, my wife, Laura, and I, we started playing a, a trivia game. It's, it's I forget which one it is. It's an app on your phone. And... Um, she gets really annoyed because I just know all the random ones that like no one should ever know about. Um, I, I can't even think of a good example right now, but it's it's not the ones that, you know, you pick a geography question. You're smart because of it. It has nothing to do with my intelligence. It's just I've categorized a huge sum of information in my brain that I never get to use outside of a trivia game. This sounds really worthwhile. Sounds like a good use of your time. All right. For me, if anyone knows me, they already know my answer professional disc golf which for the first time ladies and gentlemen as of the time we are recording this podcast at 6 p.m the first ever airing of professional disc golf on national television cbs sports aired the first round of the dynamic discs open which took place a little earlier this summer i would like to point out that every other sport in the world is canceled (laughs) okay low blow (laughs) unnecessary We're going to move on. They Question. do play cornhole on ESPN, <laughs> oh, and okay. I watched it. But uh, Okay. Right. Question, what do you got for us next? That was question fun. Question number two, similar but flip-flopped. What is something that everyone else cares about that you could not care less Diet about? Coke. Okay, you can you can just get out of my house <laughs> at this point. That takes zero thought for him. That's incredible. Uh, for me, I, like I struggle to get into professional sports. It's one of those I used to be into a ton, like watching football, baseball, a little basketball growing up. But ever since college, when I just starved myself of not having television for four years, it was just like a reset. And now I feel like I need to be into it. And like Zach over here, he listens to K Fan in the way to work 
all the time and he's told me about, about it for years and I've tried it and they never talk about sports. I don't get any sports information. Well, you so. got to listen to my boy, Paul Allen, 9 to noon. That's well, the, that's I'm the not in the car guy. from 9 to noon. I'm working. <laughs> well, neither. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm a big uh, play the previous, the show from the day before with no commercials. So I'm a big, that's how I listen to my radio shows. All right. Pump another podcast on our podcast today. Uh, all right. For me, a uh, thing that I don't care about that everyone else does, politics. And we're going to move on. Question number three, uh, hard physical uh books or are you all in on digital reading printed books every time yep printed i go back and forth but ultimately i end up printed well that way you can show everyone how much smarter you are than them right <laughs> that's true because everyone can't. wants a full library in their house someday with yep. you know a nice sitting chair and, and yep. everything yeah yep. i can't impress my extended family with all the books on my kindle so yeah, there's <laughs> that all right la- final question that i have not pre-prepared an answer for myself for so buckle up what is your favorite strange animal Well, I'm in between pangolin and bat, but apparently both of those have done a number to our, our world Ooh, over the last couple duh. of years, So, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit in this podcast, <laughs> if you get the reference. <laughs> they cause, uh, yeah, a few coronaviruses here and there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the errant coronavirus. <laughs> I feel like I should have a better answer for this. Um, for, for, <laughs> for how hot you came in on the first couple. Yeah, wow. I expected I'm really more. paying for it on question three here. Are. Okay, there. This is so embarrassing. There's this like shrimp that can see like a billion wavelengths more than us, or whatever. You know how we can see like the visible light from, you know, Roy G. Biv or whatever. They can see like freaking gamma rays with their eyes. Which shrimp I'm, is I'm, it? No kidding. I don't know. I was gonna pick a shrimp, so I'm real interested. That was my number a two. A jumbo shrimp. <laughs> I was I was in on the shrimp. So uh, for me, um, my favorite animal objectively is the goat. But it's not a weird. Animal. But here's okay. so, I will go with fainting goats. Oh, I think that's, that's weird thing. enough. Yeah. I think that's weird enough. Yeah. It still qualifies. Goats are the best animal. End of discussion. Matt, what are we talking about today? Oh, man, I just want to keep talking about animals. So if you guys don't mind, no. Um, <laughs> so I, I hinted at it earlier, but so we're recording this near the end of August of the year 2020, and this year has been a doozy. Think back to it to where we were at in January, which probably feels like more than eight months ago. It feels like years ago, um, because this year's been a mess, guys. It's uh, it's been a real uh, a real mess, and uh, I just wanted to. Th- I, so I found this article earlier this week that goes through a number of things that happened, and this article was written on April 9th of this year. So this was they were already recognizing it's April. This year's going to be a tragedy, and we're, we're twice that far into this year. So as, as of April, just a few things that had happened. Um, January 2nd, the entire nation of Australia was on fire and burned to the ground, and all the animals died. That's all the shrimps <laughs> and goats. <laughs> uh, also on January 2nd, uh, the U.S. decided to have an airstrike on Iranian General Soleimani, and uh, which uh, it assassinated him effectively, and everyone all of a sudden was real sure we were going to enter World War III immediately. No question about it. We were going to war, and uh, it was going to be the end of us all. January 7th, the World Health Organization is notified that there is a novel coronavirus, and the rest is history with that one. I think we all know how that story goes. 
Uh, by the time it's March, people are dying. By the time it's April and <laughs> June, uh, and, and yeah, it's just worse than that. Uh, so other things, fun facts that have happened since then. Uh, well, not actually, really not on fa- fun facts. That's a terrible way to put it. Um, <laughs> fun. Uh, okay, so Brexit happened in the midst of that. Uh, Trump was impeached, if you remember that happening, and he was uh, acquitted from that. Right, which at this point doesn't even move the meter of news anymore. Like, it has barely happened in American history, and it's, it's a non-story. How crazy was that? Um, there's been several passenger planes that have uh, come down, including one uh, in a Ukrainian plane crash in Iran. Uh, Kobe Bryant died. If you remember that, that was this year. Um, what else? Uh, I, I mean, we live in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. So we were at the epicenter, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, of uh, the racial tension after the killing of George Floyd. And uh, so the obvious pain we experienced from that, but then also. Uh, almost a month of extreme riots and uh i mean zach himself spent nights awake just making sure his house wasn't going to be um vandalized and invaded uh i mean even just a couple minutes ago zach informed us that a a town or a, a whole bunch of towns down iowa the bordering state to us is out of electricity they had a major storm what happened zach well, there there's serious windstorms went through. Um, oh, I don't know how long ago is that now? A couple weeks yeah, feels like ish. Yeah. You know, and there are like still people without power. A, a buddy of mine has friends up here in Minnesota who are homeless, and they don't have a job anymore. Uh, so they now live with him in his one bedroom apartment. Uh, he has like three guys living with him. So. And I didn't even hear about that. I incessantly read the news. And I, I knew something was happening down there, but the fact that, that doesn't even come close to a headline. What else? California is completely up in flames right now with massive wildfire. Um, the, the south of the states, where they're getting hit twice in one week with major hurricanes. Our, our friend Nick, who's a contributor to the show, he's uh, bordering up right now, getting ready for um, the hurricane to, to hit in a matter of hours. And, uh, I mean, we're still suffering. We've been in a state of emergency for months now. Um, so this year has been tough, like any, unlike any other one that we've ever experienced, at least in our lifetimes. So it's hard not to just feel an immense sense of grief and pain. And it feels like we're living in such a chaotic time. And that's what we really want to talk about today is that, again, unlike any, any experience that we've had, I mean, we're younger guys, but still, um, We've never experienced a lack of control and a lack of chaos like this with people losing their jobs and losing loved ones. Um, We have to find a way to cope with that. And uh, we, coming from a Christian worldview, we do that knowing that God is not chaotic. He's actually the opposite. Um, God is a God of control and he brings things out of chaos and into control. Um, but that's so hard to see at a time like this. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts about what 2020 has been like for you. And then how do you see that differing from um, really who God is and how we can rest in, in knowing that God is something other than what we're experiencing right now? Yeah, yeah, that's a good introduction. That's a good summary of where we're at and, and kind of the way that we're approaching <clears throat> the instability that we see, uh, that we experience in the world. And I think, you know, yeah, we, we acknowledge how bad 2020 has been um but also want to uh you know grant that it's been bad in the past too you know it's like there's always chaos and instability in this broken world um but yeah we're just even more aware of it this year it seems like and and i think what 
that does for us is it sets up an opportunity for a really dramatic contrast with um, the way that God has designed rightness, the way that he has ordered, has intended for things to be. You know, it, 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 it really makes it obvious that the world is not the way that he has meant it to be, that we are not yeah, living in that rightness um, in our day-to-day. And so I think, you know, that I'm in, in one sense thankful for a world that is not comfortable all the time because it points me to him. It encourages me to look to God for that consistency and stability and um, peace, I guess. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, the one thing that I kept thinking about when on when when just plainly thinking about this topic um, is that God is the exact words I said to you guys before we started is that God Himself in His character, ma- in a matter of fact way, is the antithesis of chaos, um, and that's where I feel like I have to keep going back to. I'm not going to belabor this again for anyone listening to the podcast, but. Uh, I got real, real sick a couple of, no, now four or five weeks ago now. Um, and nowhere have I, have I seen it more than, than in that moment, especially in the midst of a global pandemic, ended up not having COVID, but never have I, and to your point, Andre, in, in some ways there was something that was, that God used that particular experience for and use it for his glory. And he used it to show me this is this is what your world in a lot of ways still is zach is your world is this thing that you can't control that in a lot of ways is chaotic um, in a lot of ways uh is still very painful but i am steady i am the at, at my core i am the antithesis to that chaos that you're experiencing now yeah, I, I fully agree with you, Zach and Andre. And um, I, I think it's it's important to acknowledge a lot of um, the the pain that people have gone through because this this really has to be an emotional thing that we recognize. I, I think it's easy for us on the podcast to often talk about this in purely theological terms. Um, I mean, we're theology of plain men, but um, I, really, what I think the biggest application I'm not I'm not jumping there fully yet, but the biggest application of um, trusting and knowing that God is in control and that he's unchanging is a, a sense of comfort because, um, I mean, w- what happens if you are going along one day and everything feels normal and it feels like you're in control and then all of a sudden you lose your job or you lose your health or someone near you loses their life. I mean, the biggest thing you can lose, uh, you realize all of a sudden, like, like Zach said, you're out of control and you actually recognize the true state that we're in. Um, and so I, I think it's important to come at it really from an emotional understanding too, that um, that we're not in control as much as we fool ourselves to be. I, th- I think we build up so many structures around us, um, some of which are very good, you know, to get in control and to be a good steward of what we have. But it gives us this false sense of security that we're the ones who guarantee our safety and our security and our um, right to move on to have the same thing tomorrow, but that's not really what happens in real life. I think something that emerges for me um, 
like one piece of scripture that comes to mind is what I would for me is one of the most like beautifully mysterious passages lines in scripture and it's Hebrews thirteen eight that says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever period just full stop it's just that's all it is mm-hmm. and I man there's so and I maybe have mentioned it on this podcast before but I there's so many topics and situations where that verse comes into play and I think this is very much one of them where you know yes this moment is crazy but the same Jesus that was that walked on this earth and the same one that will reign over you know uh, heaven p- paradise forever is present and with us in spirit right now and and it's the same one he's not like cranking it up because the mo- the time the times warrant it because it's harder now you know like he is the same peace administering presence um and and he, and he bears the same message, you know. We we need it no less in, or well, I should say, we need it no more in a period of time where um, we need his forgiveness no more in a period of time where everything is unstable, feels more unstable as it is before. Yeah, um, you. I I had two pieces of scripture that I had I had written down for this one, and you took my first one. Um, and I I think we all probably had that in the back of our minds when we were thinking about this topic because you're so right. It is so. It's matter of fact. Period. End of statement. Move on. The other one that I um, that I had written down here is from Psalm 102, and this is character attributes of God are just flooded in the Psalms, right? You could you can find Psalms about the unchanging nature of a holy God through just throughout the Psalms. It's it's almost unending. It feels like uh, Psalm 102 verses 25 through 27. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe. And they will pass away, but you are the same, and your years have no end. Even these, like the glorious, the heavens here talking about like the stars in the sky, right? Um, Not necessarily the the celestial heaven, um, but even the the majesty of the stars and the galaxies and the majesty of this earth, it says God's going to change them like a robe as simply as you would put on or take off clothes, that's what this existence is to our eternal God. So when we, when we think about like, uh, if, if you've ever had someone like the string of eternity, right? You have a string goes on for miles and miles and miles. And this bit of eternity is just like this bit of, I guess this bit of our life in the scheme of eternity is just this little knot in the string. And, and that's, that's the dichotomy between what th- this chaos we're experiencing um, laid against who God is and how big God is. Yeah, Zach, I, I love the point you're bringing, it, uh, bringing into this because what you're doing is you're taking the, the microcosm that we're in in 2020, even though it feels like such a big thing. In, in view of the bigger picture, it is small. When you view it in light of eternity, it is small. And when you view the fact that God is unchanging throughout the course of eternity, we have immense hope for that. And I think that's something that's really biblical to do. And I, I mentioned on this podcast before, but Paul does this a lot in his writings when he's writing um, uh, at multiple occasions. But at one point he's writing to, to his followers and he's saying, you guys, you cannot figure out how to contain yourselves, how to fight among each other and resolve things. You one day are going to judge angels. How then are you supposed to know that and still not be able to handle a fighting amongst yourselves? 
And so it's a small picture of what he's doing, but he takes the small problem and he says, in the next life, in times to come, you are going to have a much bigger task and you have bigger things ahead of you and you were made for a bigger purpose. So get yourself together because you got you got more stuff to focus on here. Um, and in the same way, I think we need to do that and we need to see things in light of eternity because if we never leave um, August 2020, if we never leave what the, the frustration of losing our job or, or losing a loved one, um, we, we need to take time and grieve those things, but we also need to see those in light of something bigger. And I think a good... Uh, yep, so I, what I was just going to say, and I think this maybe is, is where you're going to go, but you kind of opened this saying we have to address this theological point kind of from the emotional standpoint. But what's helped me honestly in, in this conversation and even what we've kind of done already is we've taken an emotional concept and we've actually started to handle it theologically, right? We've taken this emotional feeling and this weight of chaos and we've started to address it with these theological and doctrinal concepts of things like eternal perspective and faith uh, at its core. Um, so that's been something that, and I'm going to get to this when we get to our applications here, whenever we decide to wrap this podcast and end our rambling. But um, that's something that I think is is interesting, at least to note and think about, is that we've kind of already done that, that we, we kind of took a step out of the emotional and said, there's a theological and a biblical doctrinal word, whatever you want to put in there, there's that answer to that, to this problem. And what's what's kind of interesting to me, we're all trying to talk at the same time, uh, is is I, I'm glad that Matt started with that because it, and that Zach is elaborating because it's a really important way of navigating a topic like this where you know 2020 has been a certain thing to me, but it has been a very different thing to another person, and so to you know the need to be sensitive to people's experiences I think is is very real, and and while it there's great value in stepping out and saying, okay, here are the underpinnings was the word that I was trying to uh, charade to Zach while he was talking about. There are like uh, theological underpinnings. Oh, I was not getting that from the hand motions. Yeah. I, yeah. Come, now that I think about what I was doing. <laughs> it looked it like you were trying to milk a cow. I don't know. <laughs> um, as, as helpful and important as it is to address those, I, I would say that I, I would have to confess that that's like a, defense mechanism for me to like step away from the emotional rawness that is and and or or even it's even i would say it's not just like a defense mechanism or like an escape hatch for me to not uh, like bear that weight with other people i think even worse it's it's when i think about oh yeah well you know the world is so broken and god is obviously offers a different path and and paints a different picture for the way that things are supposed to be. I think I retreat into that in a really cynical way where I say, you know, take that world, <laughs> you know, like that's that's what the world gets for not trusting in something that is uh, consistent and dependable and steadfast is the word that we've been throwing around or at least should have been throwing around because it's exactly what this is. That wasn't a dig. I, I I truly just can't remember if we've mentioned it yet. Both um, Matt and I looked at each other like, okay. Ouch. <laughs> um, and, and saying like, and but not using that that dichot that dichotomy that uh, Zach said as a as a club and saying like, well, you know, if you don't walk with God, this is what you get. You get a pandemic and an impeachment and a <laughs> and helicopter crash crashes and wildfires. So <laughs> when even it's like kind of true, but. 
like we're that's what we're saying is like God offers a better a, a, a more peaceful consistent stable path but it's not it's not that's not so much what it's about you know I would agree with you. And I think that the two sides of the coin that you lay out are, are true. And I've seen them a lot in my own life and in other people's. Um, you, you have the side, like you said, where you can retreat into the theological, um, the the high lofty ideas that God is sovereign and God is unchanging uh, that we're talking about. And you can just hide in that. And that makes you not have to address the make that, you know, prevents you from grieving through the things you're actually going through or sympathizing or caring for other people who are grieving. But at the same time, I think a lot of people don't let themselves go into that because it then allows it makes too much sense of something that they feel like shouldn't make any sense and in a way that i saw this was um uh the the day after the election of 2016 right um we all of us at the time were living at the university of minnesota and um just being in in a university setting everyone lost their minds the day after the election and i'm not saying that derogatorily like people were distraught and and some of these people did it for very understandable reasons and and they really felt that their lives were going to be worse um and and that's for a separate conversation but there were people that were sure that everything was going to be wrecked um and, and that wasn't a lot of people's experience but for many people it was and so i posted this video on facebook it was a sermon jam by john piper that was called the uh, supremacy of christ and my whole point with it, I had some little caption, but I pretty much said, God was God two days ago before Trump was elected, and God will be God over the next four years. And I got a lot of pushback for that because it, you know, you, it, people claim that I was just escaping into this, this high lofty view of it, and I can't say those things because people are hurting. But I think people need to hear those things nonetheless because it's truth. And I, I know you have to say in love, but it is truth. And that matters. Right. There's such and, and there has to be a balance. And it all depends on on which side of the coin you're coming from. Right. If you're more of an analytical person like like Matt is like plainly, you're less of an emotional person than I am. So you have a tendency to swing one way and oftentimes you have to fight to see it from the other side. When I'm on the I'm on the other side of the coin, I oftentimes very reactional, emotional, and I have to fight to see it from the theological side. Um, so but this this balance has to exist um, because it, it's that's just what truth is. Truth is this th- there's this grace aspect to it that you're talking about, but there's also kind of a tough aspect to it that we kind of that is often the way theology is and doctrine is painted is having this tough side of truth yeah that that's that's very true um so you, you have to be careful but like like everything else um judge your intentions behind what you're doing it and figure out why you go one way or the other and be willing to to understand um the emotions behind it because when you're dealing with a chaotic situation it is going to be very emotional um but the bible has something to speak to your situation it doesn't matter. Um, like Andre said, you you could have the best year of your life in 2020, and some people have, and you could have the absolute worst year of your life, and many have. Um, and it doesn't matter the, the the fact that God is in control and that he does not change from uh, eternity past to now to eternity future. That gets to be a comfort to us, and um, it speaks to every situation, and we need to figure out what that means in our own lives uh, because that's important, and that's what's going to sustain us in every season. So as as we kind of bring a, a close to some of these big topic points, um, it's important that we, we bring it home. So what are a few application points from you guys that 
um, that really matter in the day-to-day life for, for believing these things. So I guess I can go first. So I'm going to speak from the perspective of a feeler, um, as I've now confessed to all of our listeners. I am a feeler big time. I'm the most emotional engineer you are ever going to meet. Uh, 100% I can confirm. <laughs> no doubt. So a very wise man, uh, three and a half years, wrote a blog post on a blog that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Zach Doman, three and a half years, wrote his first blog post. I'm sorry, did you just call yourself a very wise man? <laughs> three and a half years ago, in a lot of ways, I feel like I was wiser than I am now. But in a lot of ways, I'm not. <laughs> it, it, in this aspect, uh, like I went back and read, this doesn't even sound familiar familiar to me. So in a lot of ways, there's, there's some good there. Like, hey, these are truths that... I haven't thought about in a while that I need to uh, I need to get back to myself. So what I was thinking is that as the world is turbulent as a feeler, it can often make my heart very turbulent as well, Um, where I I have a hard time stepping out of the chaos of the world from how I'm feeling and being willing to like see the see the eternal perspective of an of an unchanging God. Um, I've, I have a hard time stepping out of my feelings and kind of letting my feelings dictate everything about my actions, my mood, and so on and so forth. Um, and I wrote this blog post that we probably can't even navigate to anymore. Uh, I think you access I, I went to the old oh, website okay. URL, um, so you probably still can get to it. But uh, it's called When I Don't Quote Feel It. Um, and this is how I wrapped up this, this blog post. I said, if I am granted emotional fulfillment, praise God. If I have to endure a time of emotional dullness, praise God. I want to reiterate these points here because it is so, so important. Our view of God, his character, his holiness, his justice, his glory cannot change based on what is happening around us or how we feel. What we feel is clouded by sinful nature. It is illogical and it is an illogical and unbiblical step to assume that we can build doctrine of an unchanging God on constantly shifting emotions, or as we've talked about here, shifting circumstances. Um, From a feeler to all my other feelers, and even my non-feelers out there, I beg you, as Paul did to the Corinthian church, do not look to what is seen, but to what is unseen in times of emotional dryness. Your Your heart is not the gauge of your spiritual experience or your spiritual journey. And then from 1 John 3, 20. For whatever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. That was great. I'll just say it. You were writing straight fire three and a half years ago. Yeah, I think my writing just went downhill after Uh, that. There's a reason we podcast now, everyone. I I really shot my shot with that one, and I didn't have any other other ones left. Yeah. Yeah, I've taken some shots at you today, but that was really good. Um... I feel like my application question for every other podcast is, well, just really think about what you're, what you're think, you know, what your where your heart is at on this topic, and then just do a little inventory. <laughs> and that's so unhelpful, but that's what I want to say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ground that a little bit better this time, and I'm gonna say, write it down, write down a question to yourself that you can. Put on the wall. Oh, thanks, youth camp. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You're Throw right. it in the campfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Write down, like, uh, you know, this this question for yourself that gets right to the heart of whether or not you are putting your faith into the stability of the world, or rather, in the stability of Christ and his steadfast love and the fact that he is the same yesterday and today and forever. Uh, and, and, and I would even say do that for the other things that I've 
challenged people to, you know, consider your heart set towards money. Like, say, you know, say... Am, I really like this Andre taking digs at himself thing. This yeah, is really no, enjoyable I mean, for me. I deserve it because this is what my application question is, and it's like the headiest thing ever. So write it down. Slip a paper, stick it on the mirror or somewhere else um, that you're going to see it on your dashboard, um, and and seriously question that of yourself. And I and you know what? I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to do it. I like it, Andre. <laughs> Saying real practical. Very good. Um, I'm going to get a little less practical for a second, but I, I think it's important. Um, I, and So Zach, in his blog post, was a feeler talking to feelers. I want to think talk as a thinker talking to nice. thinkers. Nice. Did I say that right? That, that That's sounded, fine. All right. It's, it's almost a little offensive at times, <laughs> but we understand. <laughs> uh, a f uh, yeah, an analytical guy. Anyway, um, it's so easy for us, like we talked about, to just go to the the answers to just find out what is the right way to proceed take time um no matter where you're at i imagine that events of this year have been crazy for you at some level you may have not lost your job you may have not had someone close to you even get sick with the virus um praise god but um you know times are still crazy uh, our country's more divided than it's been since the civil war um there are a lot of things happening right now in society and it every single person expects us to be chaotic along with them and i i think an important question to ask every time is how are we reacting to this situation differently because of the gospel are we reacting to what's happening in 2020 the same as a non-believer maybe it'd be very easy to and to just fall into the fear and the frustration of of the chaos but we don't have to because we have an everlasting, unchanging, loving, forgiving, sovereign God who is in control of what happened this year and is in control of what's going to happen for the next ever. <laughs> um, and that's something to place great hope in. So take time, acknowledge your feelings, but then consider how are we going to interact with the rest of the world due to the fact that we are in control. Get yourself in some level of control and speak to the situation that you're in care for the people around you and uh make sure that other people know that the gospel has something to say about um the time that we live in because it's unprecedented but it's uh not something that takes god by surprise so we uh yeah everyone it was a heavy subject today um we tend to do a lot of those but really thanks for joining thanks for sticking with us this long hope you had a little fun with us um Go ahead, email Andre back. Let him know if you got the answer to his intro question. Theologyofplainmen at gmail.com. There we go. Um, I really will be thrilled. And you will get some prize. Give us your, uh, if you get it right, give us, we'll, we'll ask for your mailing address and we'll, we'll send you something. Before uh, the post office shuts down. Another oh. thing that probably is going to happen this year. Oh, Rip. <laughs> no, thanks everyone for joining. Like, comment, subscribe. And um, yeah, we, we hope and pray that our verbal processing was for edification. Thanks everyone. <laughs>